looking at the life of Joseph, who goes essentially from a little boy and his family to prison pits, to uh, accused of crimes he didn't do, to becoming prime minister in the greatest nation of the world at that time, straight out of prison. Good morning. Hi, as introduced, my name is Mpele. It is nice to meet you. If we have not met, you are looking fabulous this morning. I'm scanning the room. There's a friend of mine who promised to be here, but I do not see him. We'll take it up with him later. <laughs> this is uh, part four of the Promotable Life series, and it has been an incredible journey for me. Um, just reading and, and going back to what was preached the previous Sunday, I, I encourage you, I double encourage you, to re just read the narrative. Don't worry about if you have, to, you have a encyclopedia. You don't have to have like archaeological history into what Egypt looked like. Just read the Bible. Just, just let the words transform you. Just, just read the Bible and allow the Spirit of God to let you see Jesus in every line as, as you encounter him in his word. And I doubly, doubly now encourage you to read the Bible. You will not regret. Okay, there's money back guaranteed on that one. But let's, let's pray and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump in. Spirit of God, we, we love you. We know that you are working this room already, that it is not the vessel or the medium that is used to deliver you the word of God, but it's the word of God, the alive word, the word of God that's alive, that's able to transform and impact and restore and renew our lives and our hearts this morning. We pray that you have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right, so as we've been journeying through parts one, two, and three of the Promotable Life series, there's some big ideas that we put out by the very honorable VP, Mark Van Platten. And they go something like, promotion overlaps blessing, but it's different to blessing. You know, it's, 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 it's quite, it's a thing. And as we read Joseph's life, the, the life and the narrative of Joseph, we see there's just something about his character, about the potential that God placed in his heart and his response that sets him apart. You know, as if he's one of the lineage of Jacob, you know, the tribes that are blessed, but he's just promotable. There's just something there. The second idea was that promotion, or is that promotion comes from God. Psalm 75 says, promotion comes neither from the north, south, east, or west, but it comes from God. He's able to set men and he's able to pull them down. So it's not about strategic thinking and what qualification do I need to have in place. Promotion comes from God. And at this point, I'd like to tell you a quick story about a, a man that I had a, a privilege to bribe meet with last week, Sunday. And he turned 65. He's retiring now uh, from his day-to-day -day, day -day job. But when he was about 12 years old, his dad used to work on a farm, and about that time, his dad passed on. The farm owner said to his mother, your husband is deceased, now you've got a 12-year-old boy who must step into the shoes of the dad. The mom at the time said, hi, corner, there's no way. There's no way my son is going to labor and do that job. The farm owner said, well, then there is no accommodation for you guys. They had to pack up and move out of that place that he'd known for 12 years old and move into a different area, a different region. Now, at the time, 
there was the Group Areas Act, you may know that, that basically said if you are in this area, careers, promotion, basically you are administered under that authority. He moved into, they moved to a different authority, a different area where he was unfamiliar territory. He grew up, he found a job as an assistant laborer in a smelter's place. I don't know what smelters do. They melt things, apparently. And he got into the melting of things. Now, what you need to understand is because he had just, he'd moved into that area. So there wasn't any background. He didn't have any background to the smelting. So he had an unfair advantage over his compatriots and colleagues. There was a time where, or a time came where they had to write some sort of test and he just said, hey, I'm keen. Tests are my thing. Let me write this exam. He failed the exam because he didn't have the material. He wasn't exposed to the training. But when the examiners looked at his results, his, his script or whatever, I don't know what papers they used, they said, hey, this guy has got something here. You know, he's some creative answering here. He didn't pass, but this looks like this guy can try. <laughs> Let's give him a chance. They exposed him to the material, to the exam, to the, to the books or whatever it is, the training. He passed his second uh, exam and he was now part of the smelting system. He moved up the smeltering. Through <laughs> diligence and, and just studying on the part-time, he then became a teacher. He fell in love with economics and numbers. He became a teacher and worked the education department his life. There was a point where an opportunity came for him to be a school principal in a school which had at most the best metric pass rate was 2%. He took on that school in a year, the school had 100% pass rate in metric. <laughs> the University of Stellenbosch took notice and they poached me. He po they poached him and he became an economics lecturer. He worked that job diligently studied, accumulated more degrees, and just did what he likes to do, which is to study. And they made him, yes, exactly. They made him the head of the economics department. And there he worked, continued to study, got his LLB, and the parliament of South Africa, as an employer, noticed him, and they also poached him. And he's retiring now as he was the head of finances in committees. Basically, his job was to make sure that Parliamentarians have got money to do their work. Okay, don't judge him. It's just a job. It's just a job. And now he's at 65, he's retiring from that, but he's looking to now practice law on a full-time basis as an advocate of the high court. And just to tell that story from being carried off, running away from forced labor as a 12-year-old to where he is now, it just just drives that point home that promotion comes from God. And I know that there's anxiety with um, my brothers and sisters from Zimbabwe with the exemption of the Zimbabwean exemption passport. I know there's a lot of anxiety about that. I speak to people and some of the Christians that I speak to, they're like, maybe if I just went and just maybe one time, don't do it. it it's not about the lo location. Promotion comes from God. And just to mention that this gentleman that I'm talking about who I bride with last week is my dad. And he, his, his life is such, for me, is a testimony of, you know, the system can be set up against you. There can be things that are beyond your control, but if God is in it, God's got it. Which that's the third big idea, I think. And as we look at Joseph's life, we, we, we see it. 
It's, it's everywhere. Everywhere he goes, doesn't matter whether it's in the, in the dungeon, in prison, in Potiphar's place, there's just God's favor and God's hand upon his life. And what's, it's just a side note, interesting for me is how his character, actually, Joseph's character, when he was the preferred son with the colorful coat, you know, look at me, his character wasn't um, what you would say, be like that guy, you know, bringing bad reports about his brothers and just be, look at me, look at me. It's when he's stripped of that and he puts on seven clothes, prisoner's garments, uh, uh, slave clothes, that he starts to show a character of God, diligence, trusting God. So the point is this, do not wait until that time. You know, one day when I am, one day when I've got the thing, I can start, we can start, you can start showing God's character right now. You know, it's not about one day when I am the, the CEO, as an intern, as whatever role I find myself, you find yourself, we can start to allow God's nature and character to talk and, and work through us. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, shall we read the Bible maybe? That would be helpful. <laughs> Let's turn, turn your Bibles, if you, if you have, with, <clears throat> to Genesis chapter 39. And we're going to kick off from verse um, 19. So we're coming out of the tale where Potiphar's wife accuses Joseph and Potiphar is upset. It reads as follows. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Chapter 40. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended to them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, in case you thought they're somewhere else, had a dream the same night. I like that. And each dream had its own meaning. Verse 6, when Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. He asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in the master's house, just in case you thought they were somewhere else. <laughs> Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not, do, do not interpretations of, 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 sorry, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So verse 9, the chief cupbearer and the baker uh, tell their stories, or the cupbearer tells the story. We jump to verse 14. Joseph now speaks. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I've done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. We skip along to verse 23, where the chief, it says, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Pretty predictable from a cupbearer, the master of wine. Yeah. I don't know what Joseph was expecting. It's like, hey, remember me? No, no, remember. I mean, 
from, if we rewind to chapter 39, verse 20, that Joseph's master, so Potiphar, because of the story and the accusation, puts Joseph in prison. Puts him in prison, and not just any prison. Hey, he's here. Paddy, he's here. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, give him a clap. <laughs> I, I have a story to tell about him. That's why. <laughs> Joseph's master puts him in prison. Just think about that. A prison where the king's prisoners were confined. Now, this was a prison where whenever the king had a party, and you will read it in, in the scripture, they would call up one or two inmates and say, let's see who can throw the straightest arrow at them with apples on their heads. I don't know. Now, imagine that happening after the cupbearer has done his job. So there's going to be a lot of poked eyes that are... This is a prison. This is a place where... There is no due process. You, you want to talk about God's favor being with you only when there's fairness? You want to question God, where are you? My application was unjustly thrown out. You want to talk about the tax man has miscalculated, and we all know tax man says pay first and argue later. You want to talk about due process and God's favor? Joseph is put in prison where the king confines his prisoners. But even there, we see, it says, but while Joseph was in prison, the Lord was with him. While Joseph was in prison, in that place where it pretty much seems like man has got the upper hand. The systems are set up not in my favor. The only way, basically, out of this place is if, you, if I do something that's outside of the system, because the system is unfair. And God has just placed this thing on my heart. I don't know if I'm speaking to one or how many people. There's temptation. I'm telling you now. With the ZE, Zimbabwean exemption passport, or visa, I should say, permit, there's a lot of, God, if I can just, just one time, God. God, you forgive all sins. God, you have called me into this place. There's a dreams, God, you gave me this dream that I will be in that nation. I, I don't know what the story is, but there's, 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 there's voices now that are saying, because the, it's undue process, surely God will understand. But we see here that Joseph, moving from a place of certainty, I mean, in Potiphar's place, he, he wasn't, you know, prime minister yet, but at least there was certainty. He was in charge of what happened on a day. He could set up the schedule. Okay, we start at nine, we have tea break on this time, to a place where there is no standing, there is no comfort. The lowest place, actually, from the dreams, God gave me a dream, I have a dream, to the prison. Yet, the Bible says in uh, Matthew 28, verse 20, when God commissions us, he says, go make disciples, and I will be with you to the end of the age. He says to Joshua, Deuteronomy 31, 6 to 8, I am with you. Do not be discouraged. How many of us can say today, and I'm speaking to my own heart as well, but while fill in your name was still working under that horrible supervisor, the Lord was with him. But while had their promotion unfairly pulled out, the Lord was with her. While 
didn't pass the job interview, the Lord was with him. But whilst family was seemingly falling apart, the Lord was with her. But while was undergoing medical exams and receiving diagnoses that are discouraging, the Lord was with her. Church, the Lord is with us. He's not the son of man that he should lie. He sticks to his word. He sets his word above himself. And he's just and faithful to to fulfill it. And his word does not leave his mouth, doesn't come back to him until it has achieved that which he set out to. Verse 22, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those that were held in prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. So, as I joked earlier, I didn't, I'm not sure what used to happen in the Egyptian prisons at the time. Not sure if there were spreadsheets or any specific tasks, but the warden didn't pay attention to what Joseph did. Anything under Joseph's care, the warden was like, he's got it. And I'm not sure if it was some big important, I don't know, maybe giving water, washing people, I don't know. But Joseph's character, the first character that I want to pull out of the scripture is he shows a character of consistency and diligence. How many of us can say that about our supervisors? You know, my boss doesn't check what I've done. Gives it to me and then that's it. It's how, how many of us have to, it's like, oh, but you know, unreasonable. How many of us can actually have our supervisor say that? And I'm challenging now the, and provoking the self-imposed go slows at work. You know, the go slow. I've been guilty of it. We've all been guilty of it. Oh, I speak for myself. You guys are holy, spirit-filled. <laughs> Just the self-imposed ghost lows. That, um, you know, nah, I don't actually don't feel like it today. And the, the, the sort of report that comes out of this verse, it says that the warden paid no attention to anything that Joseph, because the Lord was with him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 to 24, it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you to carry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive, not the 13th check, not the annual bonus, but an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. For it is the Lord Christ you are serving. That gets me every time. Every time. No, but it's, it's the pastors that are serving the Lord, reviving souls. I'm just an administrator. I, I, I don't even believe in the vision mission of the company. Mark challenges us all the time. He says, pray for your companies. Pray for your supervisors. Pray for where you are. That God's blessing will actually flow through you. Not when their eye is upon you. I was listening to uh, um, SAFM this week and they're debating the four-day week and the work-from-home thing. And they say some of the supervisors are reluctant to implement that because they know that Mpele is only productive when they do the walk around. You know, hey, your boss is coming out. <laughs> Consistency and diligence. When Joseph came to them the next morning, we we skip now to chapter 40. Joseph now comes to the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. 
When he came to them this morning to attend to his duties, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? That's a bit of a funny for him. I'm like, bro, we're in prison. Is, are, you, are you noticing our, our sadness because it's like, is it a little bit more than yesterday? We were sad all the time. There's no yard time. There's no um, access to library and books. There's, there's no due process here. It's literally chained up to the wall all day, the whole day. Probably no ceiling, rain, sunshine, elements. I look sad. I've been sad from the day they told me I'm coming here. Joseph shows a, a, a concern for others. That even though he himself is in this place, is in the same place, is under the same circumstances, under the same pressure, under the same unfairness, if there's such a word. Michael? There is, thank you. He's my English teacher. Even though he's under this, exposed to the same reality, there's still a concern for others and an ability to see others' sadness. You know, I'm, I, I, I shared earlier that I'm, I'm guilty of this one this week, especially this week. It's been big pressure, end of year, trying to finish, finalize projects, and it's, it's been, what's the word we use? Hectic. And one of my colleagues comes to, to my office, we promise each other in the corridor, we're having coffee, we, you, know, you know that sixth cup of the day. And she's like, yo, man, I got this. I'm like, hey, you've got no idea. I also got this. And we're having this friendly back and forth tennis match of who's under more pressure. She, she goes back to her office, and as I settle back in mine, books everywhere, da, da, da. Side note to the side note, you know, when you with the Spirit of God, when you're filled with God's Spirit, there's one drawback, and that's every now and then you'll get a nudge. You know, you know that nudge, yes, yeah, yeah. You know that little... And it, uh, Spirit of God taps me on the shoulder, and I'm, you, you already know something's come, like, yes. <laughs> so God's Spirit says to me, so it's your fun there. You enjoy back and forth. Ooh, who's under more pressure? Ah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm waiting for it. The Spirit of God says to me, did you notice that that person was crying for help? Oh. I'm like, but Spirit of God, they're just next door. I can just go back and try and work that moment again. No, I can't. Because in that moment, moment of pressure, there's this self-centered, um, woe is me. I'm also going through a lot. But Joseph here shows concern for others even while confined in the same place. Remember, there's no due process. I've got to remind you that. He could have woken up the following morning while he's the supervisor, and they could have said, Joseph, your number is up. Pharaoh is having a party. Some of his marksmen want to come try. Matthew 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not about us, it's not about me. God's glory will have it. You, you prayed that this morning, buddy, whether, or the previous service, whether it's through my life, or through another person's life, God will get his glory. What a privilege to get to respond to that. 
Because the, 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 the kingdom of God will have its place. It will advance. Whether it's through me or through someone else. And what a privilege to be part of that. Verse 8, chapter 40. They, 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 they say to Joseph, we both had dreams, <clears throat> they answered, but there's no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. I love that. I lo A guy whose own dreams are not even put on pause. It's like that DVD has been taken out, it's chucked out. Still able to say interpretations come from, do, come from God. It's a rhetorical question. It's like, you're not going to find answers here. Nobody's going to. It comes from God. Again, if it's just me, I'm like, let me tell you about my dreams. I had a dream once. Those with kids will know where that's coming from. Tangled? Yes, thank you. He, he, he could have gone there, but he says, actually, the answer that you're looking for comes from God. I could also, I'm like, Interpretations come from God, but I'm first in line. You wait your turn. I don't know if the system is offline, God, what's going on, but me first. But he shows a, re a response that says he's willing to, ha to have his gift, the, the, the gift that God has bestowed on him to be used to glorify God. Verse 14, which I love even more, he says to the cupbearer now, when all goes well with you, Remember me and show me kindness. Just mention a little word to Pharaoh about me because I was dragged off from the land of the Hebrews. I came here. Think that's worse? Even here, I've done nothing wrong to be in this place. You know, there's a huge faith in there saying, you know, we're in a prison where there's no due process, where any time could be game over, but because of the dream that you're telling me, and because of the interpretation that God has given me, I'm telling you, in three days' time, you are going to be out. And you are going to have the ear of Pharaoh. And when that happens, please remember me. Yeah. You know, character number three, it's, and it's really my last point, Joseph continues to honor God with his gift, and he continues to trust God's ability to make it happen. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge or submit to him and he will make your path straight. We said earlier that one of the big ideas of this pro promotable life series is that God's got it. My friend Paddy is actually a food scientist by qualification. Went to school, studied food science, got out of school, next step is to get a job, right? No, didn't get a job. Application, application, nothing, nothing, nothing. He decided, well, I can't just sit and do nothing. He went to work for a petroleum company at one of their, what do you call that thing? Refineries, thank you. You know what his first job was? He used to wake up, he used to be there every morning, 5 or 5.30, climb up those containers, tanks, just make sure that all the balls are tightly tightened. Walk the grounds and check and make sure that everything is fine. 
with a food science qualification. God's in it. God's got it. He is now the head of the refinery petroleum company, their aviation unit up in Kebecha. And just yesterday or Friday, yesterday, Friday, he graduated his Bachelor of Commerce. Now, there's something else I have to tell you about him, is that when I was still up in Limpopo, every morning we would get up and pray at 5.30. Now, it's not the whole work it up, and I'm just showing you characters of consistency and that God's got it. There's another friend of mine who couldn't honor the invitation because he's in Santon, who graduated as a chemical engineer, but before stepping into the first job as a chemical engineer, he was poached by a financial company because he had responded on LinkedIn to the CEO of that company who had said, oh, you know, there's some crisis in the country, What's, what should you do? And he said, I think maybe the financial companies should do A, B, and C. I'm telling you this story is not to brag in man, but to brag in God's ability. God's ability to take people wherever they are who are willing to consistently press and invest their time, their energy in God for God's ability to transform and for his will to be made known. The Promotable Life series for me is not about, it's not a preaching series about, okay, let's show you these people have got it and these people haven't got it. And those that have got it, they are bound for success. Those that haven't got it, sorry, you are the outsiders. Just cheer them on. The Promotable Life series is about showing what God can do. When ordinary men like you and I like Paddy, who will say, I will climb up, I'll put on my overalls every day and work in this company in which I've got no qualification. So that means that when the list comes up, Mark, you talk about the list, companies have lists of who's next in line. When the list is debated by the, the powers that be, his name is not on that list because he doesn't even have the qualification that grants him access into the company. Yet through God's power and God's faithfulness to his word, miracles. I don't know what your response is this morning as you hear these stories, as you hear the story about my dad, who at 12 years old, it was literally, that's it foreign area in the country he's not in line you're not in line promotion at the time was the group areas act you know we're in line I don't know what your response is but I'm, I'm trusting and I'm praying for you as I pray for my own heart that our response would be God you've got it that our response would be, God, I still believe in the power of your word, the power of the spirit of God that was able to raise Jesus from the dead. A body that, 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 that was lying lifeless in a tomb. 
and the spirit of Yahweh came upon that body and that body was raised back to life these are not just fairy tales that ah, it's a good moral story Goldilocks and the three bears this is stuff that happened and I'm, I'm trusting as I invite Mark to come up that our hearts have been provoked not to say wow, that's good for him not a chance for me it's the same God. He's faithful to his word. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to take your next step or find out what is happening in the life of the church, head over to our website or follow us on social media. Cheers.